Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on? It's Keyshawn. We're about to get into my show. But first, I have to introduce two familiar faces joining me sitting at the table. Today is 12-time NBA veteran, NBA champion, former USC Trojan. I'm not calling him Nick. I'm calling him Swaggy <laughs> P. What up, what up, what up? You know, I'm in the building, man. What's up, big dog? Man, we in, the, we in the building for sure. <laughs> now I had to make some changes with this show and boot my producer, Javion, off. A little nepotism <laughs> is joining me. My son, Keyshawn Johnson Jr., a.k.a. Kiki, will be moderating our topics today, and we're going to talk all sports and get right into it. Pops, let's start with you on Draymond Green, who continues to be in the news for all the wrong reasons. This time suspended indefinitely for striking Nurkic in the face. <laughs> a few weeks ago, you addressed Draymond's altercation with Rudy Gobert saying this. In terms of Draymond, I want nothing less than Draymond. 100%. Don't give me Mond. I need Draymond. <laughs> don't just give me Mond. I don't, or Dre. I don't need just Dre. Dre can't help I me. I mean, Dre's pretty fun, I too. need Draymond, <laughs> yeah. okay? Because... He's the enforcer on the team. Mm -hmm. Like John said, you have to have one of those guys on every single team. You have to have a Dennis Rodman, a Rick Mahorn, yeah. a I mean, John Sally, or what was my man at the Knicks, uh, Charles Oakley. Of course. Like, you got to have one of those guys, Kurt Rambis back in the day with the Lakers, that is going to say, no, nah, man, you're not going to pick on my guys. You're not going to do this. You're not going to look at my player mm -hmm. and assume, eh, he's soft. So the other day on Undisputed, you called out for Draymond's suspension. What makes you change your tune on Dre? I, you know what? It, it, I didn't change the tune on him at all, really, to be honest with you. I, take, I would take Draymond tomorrow. Yeah, he's suspended, Swaggy. There's no question about it. Yeah. He indefinitely, and they got to make some decisions. There's something going on, I, you know, when you say someone is going to see a counselor, the first thing people think is something wrong with him mentally. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. There may be some things going on in his personal life that he is just frustrated with and it's getting on him. And he takes that frustration out to the court opposed to when you're on the court or on the field, you do things all sport. Then you go home and you deal with those situations. It may be different for him. But I'm always want a guy like Draymond to play with. I don't want to play against him. I want to play with him. And if he was on my team, I certainly would know how to handle and deal with the situation. You just walk over to him simply at times and sit down with him. Have a conversation with him. Let him know, man, you hurting us. You don't need to approach yeah. those guys yep. this way. 
here's how you're going to do it. I don't want you to change. Be you. Because I need Draymond. I don't need Dre. I need Draymond. I need them both together. Yeah. But what I don't need is you being suspended because the, the longer you suspended, there's a long and a chance, hard chance and opportunity that we're going to lose games because that's how bad we need you. Yeah. And it's no doubt Draymond is a big part of the Warriors winning four championships. That's no doubt. But you, at the same time, you are, you just paid this man $100 million. Yes. And you, what he did to his teammate, and they shipped the other guy out, and you pay him. So it's like you, you condoning this behavior. Well, so. I, I don't absorb Golden State Warriors from putting themselves in this situation. Yeah. I'm not excusing them yeah. of this, but dude is one of their top defenders, one of the top players at his position in the league. We won four championships with him, yeah. like you said. We now, as an organization, though have to figure out how to, late in his career, put our arms around him and figure out what the problem is so we can continue to have success. Yeah, at the same time, too, majority of times when he get in trouble, Steph is not on the floor. Steph is gone. Like, Steph is hurt now, and look what Draymond's doing. You know, I... You know, and he don't have no Eagle Dollar there. He don't have a Sean Livingston. He don't have a David West on the bench. He don't have guys like Betts to talk to him. Now, when you look down the bench, you got nothing but young guys. And they, you know, at the same time, they, they, they can't control him because they haven't won yet or they're not, you know, somebody that's old enough that been around. So, Draymond just on the island by himself, too. I mean, yeah, I guess we he's a... Elder, elder statement of yeah. the team for the yeah. most part, along with Clay, along with, with Steph. And yeah. I the thing that bothers me the most about these incidents with Draymond is he seems to always do I don't care about the suspensions yeah. with the referees. I don't care about that. Because yeah. you arguing that's that's gonna happen. You don't like certain calls. You're going to say, what the F are you doing? <laughs> Why you make that call? They're going to tee you up. You get multiple tees, you're out. About that. I get that. I don't like the physical confrontations with people like that not necessarily are going to defend themselves in the same manner. That, yeah. to me, is what part I don't like. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, you grab him, you held on a little bit too long. You probably should have let that go because we know if Rudy Gobert removes his teammate from the confrontation with Clay, we're okay with that. Yeah. The moment that Dre went in, and put his hands on Rudy because Rudy put his hands on Clay. We understand that, but he 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 pulled him away and it was a little long. Yeah, Rudy, for sure. Rudy's not gonna do anything. Yeah, it's a now you look at now you look at Sabonis, you step on the chest of Sabonis, not yeah. gonna do anything. He's just like not gonna do nothing, right? Yeah. Now you all of a sudden look at Nurkic, he ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> so it's like a common deal there. Well, it's like, well, wait a minute, man. You ain't bothering Charles Oakley here. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's it's weird to me. It's just, a, yeah. it's a weird yeah. way of doing it. And like you said, the names you mentioned is non-American players, neither. Like, what does yeah. that mean, though? You know, they're foreigners. They're like, you know, this not Zach Randolph. You're not okay. getting into it with DeMarcus Cousins. Yes. You, you doing roundhouse punches on Nurkic, you yes. know, yeah. The normal guy would, will get up and respond, you know? He laid on the floor after he got hit, you know? If you turn, you do a punch like that to me, it's like, why? I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna, you know, 
handle my business. Oh, and Anarchy, every uh, yeah, time yeah. I see you, yeah, yeah. we're going to have issues. Yeah, so. so in other words, he's picking his battles a certain way. I, I want to see him do it to somebody, you know, else. Somebody that, you know, got, that's known for something. That would defend itself. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Swaggy P, you sat on Undisputed that Draymond tends to target European players and the internet seemed to think you had a point. <laughs> Can you expand on this take a little bit? Um, they, you know, they're just not confrontational. You know, I feel like, and you know, not to say they're not soft, it's just, not to say they soft, it's just, you know, they don't, you know, they don't res respond like I would or like Keyshawn would. Oh, like, no, he's yeah, not going to yeah, do that to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> no, that's not even a question. It's not a question at all. We, we're going to retaliate and yeah. defend ourselves in certain situations. And maybe it's the, the upbringing in yeah. basketball, the way that they do things overseas versus yeah. the way we do things in America. It's just, you know... <laughs> I guess maybe you have a point there. He's American, you know, he's American. He fight for our country, you know, that's what we do here, you know. So we, I got his back, you know. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Draymond is just being Draymond, I think. But the thing with me, what what, what triggered him to, to stomp on somebody's chest or do the things he do, you know, that's that's the, the crazy part, because off the court, he's cool, he's, that's my dog, but. I would say to him, like, what, what was you thinking right what, there? What like, do you think triggers his behavior to the degree where he punches Jordan Poole? I call it a sucker punch. Some yeah. people say he squared up on him. I'm like, no, nah, that was a no, sucker that, punch. That was a sucker yeah, punch. yeah, that was a sucker, that was punch. sucker punch. Or he, I don't really care about the LeBron thing in 2016 because yeah. that really wasn't egregious. Yeah. That was just referees and they made a decision. Yeah. But when you step on Sabonis, you stay too long on Rudy Gobert, or Nurkic, what, what is it that you think, as an ex-basketball player that's been on the court with him at times, pushes that button and trigger him, triggers him to do certain things? That's tough. I, he say he's not flopping, but that's that's like saying I don't, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. I just drink every day or something. Because he flood his hands, he kick his feet. Like you know what you're doing. Okay. You definitely know what you're doing. Okay. So when he say he's not. He's he's not flopping. He's fill up. Well, however he said, uh -huh. filling his arms or some. But yeah, I, I, that's the point. That like, what makes you do that? So I think he needs to sit down really and talk to somebody about so that. So when you look at the situation last year in Memphis when he was ejected in the game, but he's running around and kind of <laughs> I don't know. He's like WWE. WWE. Yeah, yeah. The WWE stuff is like ah. Why is it? that he's doing that. I'm trying to understand, <laughs> is it is it the attention factor? Because he's one of the biggest stars in the NBA. Yeah. I don't watch the Golden State Warriors yeah. unless he's playing. And I'm for from sure. California and I love Steph and Clay and Wiggins and all of them and Looney. But I'm not watching them yeah. unless he's on the court. It's entertainment. He's very, he's a real, he's an entertainer. You know, and, and like now we're talking about all that. And, you know, the Warriors not looking so good this year. They don't, Nobody picking him to win the championship. So, uh, you know, this I, I ain't gonna lie. You keeping this keeping this podcast going from there. Okay. Okay, guys, let's move on to some USC Trojan hoops okay. to talk. Bronny, who's made his college debut after suffering cardiac arrest, and of course LeBron was in attendance. Bronny finished the game with just four points, three rebounds, three assists but he did have an impressive chase down block like the king himself. 
Swaggy P, let's start off with you. <laughs> let's take the James name out of it. Just Bronny. Would Bronny get drafted off of talent alone? Um, I'm going to say yes, you know. <laughs> but nah, I think he's athletic. He got, you know, the ability to chase down and block shots. He plays defense. Things that's missing in the game. Now, everybody is more offense-minded, step-backs, step-backs. Right. Dribble, dribble. But now... A person like Bronny could make the corner three. He could play um, the PG and shooting guard. He could guard multiple positions. So, yeah, you know, he's athletic. You can't teach that. I think if you take the name off the back, you say, can he get drafted? Where are you talking about getting drafted, though? Are you talking about a lottery pick? Are you talking about a second rounder? Is he a pro basketball player? I can say, yes, he's a pro yeah. basketball player for sure. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that he is a top five NBA prospect? Some people would say no. No. They, they would say no. no. Um, we've seen guys in college have subpar college careers, point total, assists, blocks, rebounds, whatever you want to call it, and go on to the NBA, and you look up and you go, oh, my God, I never yep. saw that before. Yep. Mm -hmm. He could be in, in that situation where he is a – guy, a young man who was growing into the position. And then all of a sudden you look up and maybe it's not a six month NBA, I'm going to the draft. Maybe it's a two year deal. Maybe it's a three year deal. He's going to continue to get better. For sure. For, from my eyes and from what I see as it stands right now today, he is probably not one of the top 10 college basketball players in America mm -hmm. like many people would suspect yeah. and say. And that's okay. You don't have to be. Yeah, Kyle sure. Kuzma was not. And Kyle Kuzma got drafted. Since then, the rest has been history yeah, in his yeah. career. Westbrook barely got minutes yeah. at UCLA. Well, he's on his way to the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, it just depends on what, what the scouts, what the general managers and the coaches see yeah. at, in his development. But what they got to do when they are um, checking the boxes and evaluating him is they've got to strip the name off the back and not get blinded by the fact that it's LeBron's son and really focus in on what type of basketball player he could potentially be. Yeah, for sure. And like like when I was about to say Russ, nobody's seen that happen to Russ, but Hall of Famer came yeah, in the game. Absolutely. Flying. And, and there's many guys, many people you many can people point people to like, like that. I could say like DeMar DeRozan only averaged about 10 points on our team and Hall of Famer. So it, it for me, I think if he get in the right situation, anything Absolutely. happen for sure. You know, and with the name, he's gonna bring people there. So butts to the seats, but daddies. Um, yes. Do you think Bronny needs another year, or you think he can go to the league next year? Just from what you guys have seen so far in the one game that you've gone. Well, he could always go to the league and be on a two way contract yeah. and come up and go down and come up and go down. A lot of times whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever, when you are young, development is always the key. You don't want to be too young and not ready yeah. and go into a situation and you're not getting the minutes that you want to get and being put into the G League and brought back up and, you know, just jerked yeah. around up and down, back and forward. You don't want to do that. I personally think that he's going to wind up staying an extra year, not like everybody thinks. They think mm. he's going to bounce after this season. I personally think He'll be two years at USC before he goes into the mm. NBA draft. Um, I think what happened is was scary with the, the heart and all that. So 
seeing his first game, you, nobody should have expected him to come out and have like a mind blowing game. Yeah, it's gonna take some time, you know, I, I, mentally too, because you, you know, it happened on the basketball court, so you, you mentally kind of you know scared. But I think as the season go on, he's gonna play better, and we just, we gonna see more highlights that's gonna change people's opinions. And and for me. There is no rush. Yeah, it's no rush. My dad's a billionaire. And then, sir, uh, there is no rush. I don't want for anything. I got a couple meal tickets yeah, in the bank of my head. There's no rush. It ain't Swaggy P and Keyshawn. It ain't, this ain't that. We was trying to get to the league. Man. You know, he's already in the league, even though he ain't in the league. Yeah, for So sure. it's a big difference. A yeah, the NIL deals make a huge difference. But do you think LeBron will wait a couple of years to play with his son still? LeBron's got a couple more years regardless if his son goes to the NBA or not. He's got at least four years. Yeah. It's probably in the contract, the Lakers contract. He got to draft his son, so. It could be. <laughs> if it's not in the Lakers contract, it certainly is in Clutch's yeah. contracts with multiple clients of Rich Paul's. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's just the reality of it. We know the game. We know what it is. Yeah. And if you can utilize... The opportunity, just like you are sitting on my show, because I can utilize the opportunity <laughs> with nepotism, then I'm going to do it. Sure. Everybody Damn. else does it, so why can't I? And I don't blame LeBron for getting his hey. son drafted or yep. getting his son placed on a team or whatever may happen along the way. For sure. I would. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So let's play a game. We'll start with you, Nick. So we know you've played with the likes of Steph, Kobe, Gilbert Arenas, Nikola Jokic, <laughs> just to name a few. Give us your Mount Rushmore of NBA teammates. Oh, Mount Rushmore. I would say Gil, but Gil, he ruined my life. So I don't. <laughs> no, nah, but I will put. How did he ruin your life? Uh, he just. Yeah, man, how Gil ruin your life, man? What Gil do? <laughs> I, I was a Gil rook and he, he, he wasn't. He, he didn't was, show you the way. Yeah, he was injured at the time. So he was like carefree. He didn't care. So he showed me the, the life. Outside life. Of oh, yeah. NBA. I understand. <laughs> but, no, nah, I would put, like, as friends, like, I would put Andre Blatch, <laughs> JaVale McGee, <laughs> and who else? Uh, I'll put Gil in there. Put Gil. And... No Kobe? Oh, I thought we... Oh, I'm talking about, like, just hanging out. But, oh, no, like teammates. Yeah, yeah like... Okay, I'm talking, like, just my friends on the team. Okay. But, like, my Ron Rushmore would be, like, Katie, Kobe, Steph. Mm, who else? Oh, you played with Jokic. Oh, I forgot it. See, that... that you was, played with Clay. Yeah. So, which one would you put in, Clay or... I want a championship with them, so I'm throwing in Clay. You got to throw in Clay and yeah, Steph then. Yeah, it's yeah. only four. Yeah, stay. So Clay. you got to figure out. Stay, uh, Steph, Clay, Katie, and. Got to be Kobe. And Kobe. Okay. Yeah. That's a good Mount Rushmore. Yeah. That's yeah. A... Pops, what about you? Name your four NFL teammates of all time. Give us your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> teammates of all time? Of all time. That's tough, right? No, it's not tough. It's not tough. It's not tough for me. Curtis Martin with the New York Jets. Okay. Uh, Derek Brooks, Tampa Bay. Mm. It's two. Um, trying to think. Go back to the Jets. It was Curtis Martin for sure. Derek Brooks with Tampa. As much as I can't stand Warren Sapp ass at times, <laughs> I got to put Sapp on there. 
Um, and then for I mean, I forgot God four. I, I forgot about Pal Casal. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it for me. I could put Demarcus Ware. Yeah, those would probably be the four. But I also was thinking about great teammates that I also hung out yeah, with. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know yeah, what I'm saying? First, yeah, that's what also I thought hung at out, first. Yeah. Hung, out, hung out with the great teammates yeah. that, you know, like Curtis Martin was a great yeah. teammate. We hung out a little bit. But then guys like Aaron Glenn, who's the defensive coordinator of Detroit, we got we had a special family yeah. bond. The whole deal, we hung out, we partied, we that's played together. Uh, you know, guys like Chris Hayes, yeah. who was uh, was on the bottom end of the roster, but played for nine years in the NFL. That was like my boy, yeah. like my roommate <laughs> on the road. So it's a little, it's a little different when you say the Mount Rushmores, because exactly. I add the personalities yeah. into it as well. That's why I was. Th right. That's why I was saying like Gil and JaVale. Yeah, I, I hung out with. Them I rock guys. with yeah, certain yeah. dudes. I rock with. I didn't rock with all my teammates. Yeah. Like Warren Sapp and I, we just. We was teammates, he yeah. was cool, but he's kind of, at times, <laughs> something wrong with his brain. So I, you know, I played with him, but at the same time, he's still, you know, it's like, this dude, you know, he yeah. come to the locker room, yeah. he's one of them dudes that yeah. come to the locker room, I get up and go out, because yeah. I don't feel like hearing yeah. all the unnecessary chatter, you know, and so, but he was a hell of a teammate. He was a, he was a good football player, one of the best I ever played yeah. with. Um, but he's, he's, he's exactly trying to mean. deal with him yeah. was a whole nother can of worms. I, I forgot Draymond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. yeah. It, it's hard with certain teammates to pick Mount Rushmore's because Brad Johnson, my quarterback, Vinny Testaverde, my QB, Damn. you know, those yeah. dudes were all, we were all like close, you know, real close and stuff. But it, it's just, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It really it's is hard. hard. It is hard. hard. When you have good teammates, it's, it is hard. So yeah. moving on to some social media reactions. Colorado is reportedly offering a new course modeled after Buffs head coach Deion Sanders. The class will be called Prime Time, and it will focus on public performance and leadership. It kind of just goes to show the Deion effect and influence being really real. Dad, let's start off with you. Is that real? Discuss your favorite coach you've had in your career and a lesson or impact he has made on you. Well, my favorite coach of all times is, is, is it's a tie between John Robinson in Bill Parcells. Oh. Um, you know, John obviously did everything he said he was going to do at USC to get me to the next level. All his promises he kept, he didn't break any along with Mike Riley, his offensive coordinator. So I'm in debt to them for the rest of my life. Yeah. There's no yeah. question about it. Then when I get to the pros, Bill Parcells was just like, I mean, it just, I, I get tired of talking about it because <laughs> it seemed like I'm just riding him so much, but it's the reality of it. If he didn't come into my career at a time that he did after my rookie season, mm -hmm. Swaggy, ain't nothing wrong with working at UPS, it's a job. <laughs> but damn it, I wouldn't be here yeah. hosting shows and working at networks for 17 years because when he came into my career, I was still cool. Yeah. I was a, you know, all rookie, I was all that put up numbers. But it was a different appreciation and understanding of the mm -hmm. game once I got him as my mm -hmm. head coach. Once I got him as my head coach, the rest was history as far as the pros go. Sure. He didn't try to change me. He kept me the same. He allowed me to be me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He traded me away when he retired. Uh -huh. And then when he came back, he traded for me. So it's yeah. like, 
you know, people don't yeah, really understand yeah, yeah. that. Like yeah, you trade dope. me, that's you dope. trade me from the, the Jets to the Bucks, and then you retire. The moment you get back into coaching, as soon as you can acquire me from the Bucks to the Cowboys, you make the deal. That's dope. Like that's that's, that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's dope. He, ride or die. That's dope. Nick, what about you? Who is your favorite coach going in? My bad. Um, I would have to say, of course, Tim Floyd. Tim Floyd was my um Oh, Tim Floyd was your favorite yeah. coach and your favorite bank. Man. <laughs> Tim Floyd was my guy, man. Um, and I still talk to him to this day. You know, um, just it, it, when Henry Bibby got fired, you know, as a college kid, you don't know what's about to what's happen. What's next? Yeah, what's next? You don't know if the new coach going to rock with you. And at the time, you couldn't just transfer and play right away. We had to sit out a year if you transfer in college. So I um, I was a little confused, but when Tim Foley came in, um, he told me right away he was going uh, he was gonna play me. He was gonna rock with me. He was gonna uh, I had to be the leader. I had to bring the recruits. When the recruits came in, I had to take them out. He he just made me feel like it was my team, like I was a captain right away. So I, I and I, and I appreciated that. So um, that was my guy. And then I would say. Coach Dan Tony, mm-hmm. just because the fact he let let us rock, he let me rock. He let shooters shoot. He don't take you out the game if you miss a shot, you make a mistake. You don't gotta look over your shoulders. Uh, and um, I feel like that's important for a player. You don't you don't have to worry about you know coming out the game for certain things. So Dan Tony was that guy for me, and and, and Luke Walton Jr. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So because uh, after the situation with. Uh, that happened in L.A. Luke. What situation? You know, the deal. <laughs> well, I just want to know, man. Just tell me. Uh, after, uh, after, I just, you, know, uh, you don't have to mention uh, no names. Yeah, after, just, you know. after um, I got told on. Okay. Told on. A little pillow talking. Yeah, a little pillow talking. Yeah. Okay. After the pillow talk, um, you know, Luke still rocked with me. You know, he was, he, he was right there telling me just, you know, play your game. Don't worry about the distractions and, you know, I didn't know I was I was gonna be a Laker or not, and he just. What, know, well, let me ask you this though, all seriousness. What made you? What did you do that was so wrong? I know. That's what What made you feel like? I don't did know. you feel like somebody was drafted higher than you? He was the new face. Yeah. And they gonna side with him versus you? Did you feel that way? Yeah, I felt that way. I felt that way. I felt like okay, he's the, what number two, number two pick. Yeah. They, he's new. They're gonna you ain't gonna trade him right away or. You know, I'm going to be the the guy that get traded. And he let me know from, you know, once he got the coaching job after that, that, you know, just all you could do is just play your game. If you play, you could, if you practice hard, play right, you're going to get mad. Was you mad? I was mad. He was really mad. Huh? I was really mad. Yeah. And he's seen it. No, but he's like, seen. like when you see, like, I'm just being honest. I want to know. So when you see him, you just like look at him yeah, like, man, yeah, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, How yeah, you do yeah. be still, like that? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, still to this yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that, did he ever apologize? Yeah, he, he apologized after the, you know, when I... It created what yeah, it created for you. Yeah, yeah, so, you know. So if you guys were back into college, would you guys take the prime uh, the prime time class or you guys find it a little corny? No, no. Well, if, I I, if I was at Colorado, <laughs> I probably would, if 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 it's a, uh, I guess it would be a graduation credit toward graduation. <laughs> and I don't know if he's actually teaching the course or not or somebody's teaching it. But think about what he's saying, performance and leadership. Now, at USC, 
you already learned that. I don't yeah. need to take a performance leadership course. I go to the University of Southern California. I know what performing is all about, and I know I got to be a leader. So right. you are naturally, that's something that comes with the territory. Yeah. Now, there's different ways of learning performance and learning leadership, and if Prime's course could give me that and I didn't have it in my arsenal, of course I would take it. And you know, um, you need the credits. And I think as a, <laughs> that'd be an easy, easy grade, you know. I might teach the class, you know, call Prime. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, yeah, they, need it sounds cool though. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm, and I'm sure it's about, probably about motivating, doing those sort of things, understanding yeah. how to perform under certain stresses and pressures and not folding and caving in. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and I remember those days, and we had practice, class, tutoring, all that. So to have a class where you could probably relax and learn something different and not just be dragged through the day, I think yeah. it'll be good. It'll be good. Right. Okay. Nick, lastly, I saw that you're a big fan of the Bears, and you recently tweeted out that Justin Fields has turned into the Ben Simmons of football. <laughs> However you want to take that, I don't know. But um, if you were, if the Bears were to get the number one pick, are you sticking with Justin Fields, or are you taking your Trojans quarterback, Caleb Williams? Um, I, was, I would take Caleb, but I would yeah. trade Fields. You know, I think Fields still... Is a great quarterback. I just don't feel like he's just um, le learning, you know, playing with the Bears. I feel like he's going backwards and forgetting them, forgetting how to run. And what he did last year was so impressive that, you know, he's not doing that this year. See, no, I don't see it that way. I, I think his growth, look, it's, it's, it's like anything. It's like in basketball. If you in three different systems in a short period of time, Somebody telling you want to run the triangle. Somebody telling you your D'Antoni system. <laughs> yeah. And somebody telling you we going to run the PN system. You sitting there going, wait a minute, man. Every single year is something different. That is I true. can shoot. Well, no, I got to set the picks. I got to. And in this situation with Justin Fields, he's been in two different systems in three damn years. Like in, in, in bad coaching. Yeah. No playmakers around him. DJ Moore is the best receiver he got. And... He's been able to show you flashes on multiple occasions of what he can do. Yeah. If you give him the opportunity and the time and you build around him, Swaggy. So when you look at the quarterback position in the National Football League, it is the most scrutinized position, yeah, yeah, right? For sure. Josh Allen wouldn't be Josh Allen if he didn't have Stephon Diggs. Two years into his pro career, Everybody's looking at him going, oh, man, come on, please. This dude can't play. He's just big. <laughs> then you look at Dak Prescott. Forgot what year it was. They went out and got Amari Cooper. And oh, put, him with, put him with Dak Prescott, it changed the passing game. It changed life for Dak Prescott. Jalen Hurts. They went out and got A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith. Ooh. Changed the life for the quarterback position. Like, you have to surround young quarterbacks with talented players for them to be able to do what they need to do. Because of Justin Fields' style, the first thing people say is, oh, man, he doesn't know this. He can't read. He can't throw. He's off target. No, man, he needs help. You, you need help. And we you do. We're bad. We're bad. But I think help. we just mess up quarterbacks there, period. Though. Yeah, they do. That's what I, do. I don't want Caleb to go there neither and get messed he up. Won't, they're not yeah, drafting yeah, Caleb. Yeah, you don't have to worry yeah, about yeah. that. They, they are either going to move out of that position or they're going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., which they should do. For because sure. they need 
weapons. Yeah. With the second pick of the first round, draft the offensive tackle to protect the quarterback. Pair DJ Moore with Marvin Harrison Jr. in that offense. If it's any good, if the coach stays, they're going to be all right. For sure. All right. That's it for today. Appreciate Nick and my son, Keyshawn, joining <laughs> the show. We'll be back with more facts and breakdowns. Until then, I'm Keyshawn. Don't need to say my last name with Undisputed.